Hi, and welcome back to Epic and another episode of Marigold Breach. Lucan and Ven's situation is pretty grim. Captured by the Scrubjacks, Lucan on his own as Ven recovers and danger at every turn. When I promised you an incredible sci-fi adventure back in episode one, I wasn't lying. Are you ready for more action and adventure? I hope so, because there are still two episodes left and I am so excited to share them with you. But first, you know it's coming. A word from our sponsors. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. I want to take a second to tell you about a podcast I think you'll really like, Mayday. No one is prepared for disaster. No one knows exactly how they'll react in a plane crash, an earthquake, or when a lone gunman decides to open fire. On May Day, you'll hear about the people who had to find out, people whose stories deserve to be heard. Join hosts Maya Nalani and Luke Welland as they tell you about extraordinary people who found themselves in extraordinary circumstances. Listen to May Day wherever you get your podcasts. We're in the penultimate episode now, so I won't hold you back any longer. I'm your host, Faith McQuinn, and this is Marigold Breach, Episode 7. Stop him! Take the shot, you melters, and see who you hit. There's no way out, Lucan. We need to make the sacrifice. Bonavent gropes for a sidearm, but I get there first. I override the safety and trigger the still-holstered weapon. Bonavent's foot turns into a mist of blood. The only thing keeping her upright is my arm around her neck. Oh, God, you fuck! Second, stop him! Release the commander. Like you released the homesteaders? I pull Bonavent's sidearm free and duck backwards. <laughs> ben isn't the only one who can develop solutions. Or maybe she's directing me from my subconscious. Either way, time to move. Commander? This is for Sadia! A hail of Jijikin slugs punch through the window, an instant before my shoulders hit it. Hell of a view indeed. I'm tumbling from the top floor of the watchtower. Everything's going according to plan. Kill Bonavent before she burns the valley. Go Jijikin into shattering the window, then race across an alien planet to the crash site to find Ven's host. Except now I'm nine stories in the air and out of ideas. I'd hope the lower boughs of the watchtower would break my fall, but they're too steep, too close to the central spire. There's nothing below me but yawning fucking death. 
and I don't see any way to... Time stops. Thanks, Sanso. You're back. You're awake, you're here. For future reference, a solution that results in our uncontrolled descent at terminal height is not, properly speaking, a solution. Everyone's a critic. Then replays my recent sensory information. My captivity, my conversation with Bonavent. Then she focuses on the window, on the landscape beyond, on the lower tiers of the watchtower and... Go. A thousand shards of glass explode into motion around me. Ven has me jackknife, then fling my left leg wide, wedging my ankle between strands of a tether attached to one of the floating skimmers. The watchtower becomes an incomprehensible blur as the world spins around me. But Ven sees. She sees. She calculates. She commands. Three blaster shots at the tether's attachment point, then I'm whipped in a wide curve away from the watchtower, below Jijikin's sightlines. The tether whips downward, and the ground comes crashing up at me like a meteor swatting a mosquito. Van! Uh, Releasing painkillers. Not an ideal response, Van! Uh, <sighs> <sighs> a softer landing than I projected. You're at 2333. <sighs> 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 Razor teeth clamp my leg and drag me away. I'm pulled along the rocky ground. Gravel spits past like shotgun pellets. Everything is dust and pebbles and pain. Ben! Stop thrashing. Okay, Ben. After an endless, horrible interval... 2.6 seconds. I get a sit rep. My ankle is wedged in the tether of an uncrewed skimmer, which flies 30 meters above me, speeding across the wasteland, dragging me behind it. My solution. I had you shoot the tether free from the watchtower. I'm controlling the skimmer. And dampening your pain and shock. What about your pain? Oh, I'll manage. I'm replaying your memories of hemp fern forests and canals teeming with migratory shrimp. Those nature documentaries. Calming you. Yes. The populations of wild tanicates and the- The dune cranes soaring over an algae bloom on the coast of a saltwater sea. My body throbs with pain. I'm curled on my side in a riverbed. I'm free of the tether, and the skimmer is gone. The ground is loose shale, nothing visibly organic, or... Well, not visible to you. You just keyholed me across ten kims of wasteland, and now you're being snippy. No, I'm merely observing that your sensory analysis is inadequate. So you're in a mood? No. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm fractured. I pushed to my knees. Feeling like an asshole. I know you are. We're gonna fix that. <laughs> We're gonna try. Well, you lost your host. Yes, my beloved idiot, and I almost lost you. Jumping out of windows, and now with 20 kims from the target, and you're already oxygen deprived. I'm breathing okay. You're breathing nitrogen. Every inhalation leaves you closer to dying. I'll tap into oxygen at the medical capsule. Until then, I need to adjust your parameters and keep you alive longer than. But longer than you deserve. Long enough to reach the crash site? Possibly. Then we should leave now. Your logic, as always, is impeccable. 
Mapping a path to the Marigold crash site. How far behind us are the Jijikin? They're not. What? They're pursuing the skimmer, which is following a pre-programmed route eastward. I shook you loose here and laid a false trail. You magnificent AI. <laughs> I am rather good. However, I'm not an AI. What? My connection to my host failed almost immediately, but I learned this much. I'm not a synthetic construct. So what are you? An uploaded human mind. I lived, Lucan. What? What are you? I was born and raised. I lived a human life in a human body. I transferred my consciousness into an inorganic computational matrix, but I'm a person. What the fuck is wrong with you? Of course you're a person. <laughs> well, you never doubted it, but I did. <sighs> I'm a person, Lucan. Not just a person, a human. It matters. That's what your host is? Your uploaded mind? and the matrix in which it's embedded. Unlike this me, which is a remote version. My host needs us rather desperately. All right, we'll find her. I know. He promised. As one friend to another, yes. But this is different. We knew each other back then. You and your human body, me and mine. I'll make that promise again. Hell, I'll make it a hundred times over. <laughs> well, there's such thing as too much redundancy, but I'll take it. I can sense your excitement, Lucan, and I... I know you feel the same. If you were still in your body, I'd, I'd hold you, I'd take you in my arms, I'd put myself between you and the world, and protect you like you protect me. Okay, well, you're going overboard, adjunct. This isn't going overboard. This is coming home. Do you think we ever touched when you were alive? I hope so. I'm sure of it. Somewhere in my memory... I know the scent of your hair and the warmth of your breath. Somewhere in your memory, you know mine. When the horizon brightens to a mottled lilac, we leave the riverbed and start crossing the plains. A lightning storm across an alien sky. Can you feel that? In every fiber of your being. She won't let me pause to enjoy the sight. And soon my pulse turns rapid and shallow. Despite her intervention, I'm at 1833. I should have lost consciousness an hour ago, but Ven keeps me awake. <sighs> Shishikin will have recovered the skimmer by now. They're backtracking toward us. Well, fuck. Yep. I couldn't agree more. We wade through an algae swamp that smells like Elam's asshole, but provides higher oxygen content than the wastes. Then fiddles with my biology to optimize my uptake. I return to the wastes stronger, at least a little, as the sky lightens to a buttery yellow. We're a half Kim from the crash site. How bad am I? 2233. Impressive. How'd you pull that off? Impressively. Once we reach the crash site, I'll direct you to the medical capsule. And then? Then I'll need sustained proximity to sync with the medical capsule. I'll search for information about who we are and why we don't remember how to find the imprisoned part of myself. And how to free her. Give me a map of the site. A rough blueprint appears in my memory. One section is bright. The part Van observed firsthand after we stumbled from the medical capsule. The rest is speculative, based on the default layout of a Marigold-class cruiser and my projection of the impact scatter. That explains how this site went undetected for so long. 
The gutted corpse of the marigold is tucked inside a shallow, ragged crater, hidden from view. Concentric rings of rippling earth surround the rim, and the ground is littered with bits of a cargo dock that- Down! Vehicle's approaching. <sighs> I drop behind a ridge and watch nanotech filaments drifting upward across the crash site. Flashes of lightning sweep closer to the crater. Scrubjacks. Shit, now we need to keep moving forward. I've identified three possible approaches. You choose. Nothing like good old human intuition. Well, also, when everything else is equal, I like to indulge you. You're feeling frisky. What's the armament on a Marigold-class cruiser? Cluster missiles, toadfish drones, convertible laser arrays, but <sighs> the ship is not functional beyond traces of infrastructure. A fraction of the power grid, a smaller fraction of the comms network. I don't think we're going to find a usable weapon. Okay, so we sneak in, pull data from the medical capsule, and sneak out. Sneak where? How? What if we don't find my lost self? What if there's no data in the medical capsule? How shall we proceed? Together. Sometimes you've got to jump out a window and hope for the best. Well, it worked last time. Okay, you're clear to move. This episode of Epic is brought to you by Wildgrain. I want you to take a moment and imagine the smell of fresh-baked sourdough bread filling your house. Or maybe it's croissants, if that's more to your liking. Now, what if I told you that you could get this delicious experience without covering yourself in flour and without leaving your house? Well, you can if you order from Wild Grain. What's Wild Grain? Well, it is the first ever Bake From Frozen subscription box. You get sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and pastries that go from your freezer to your oven and ready to serve in 25 minutes or less. I just got my first box and it had three different sourdough loaves, biscuits, croissants, and two different kinds of pasta. I made the orange cranberry biscuits right away and I cannot tell you how wonderful my house smelled and they tasted even better. Scallops and Wild Grains Fresh Fettuccine is on the menu for this week and I plan to pair it with the olive oil ciabatta loaf. <sighs> Doesn't that sound so good? If you're a carb lover like me and you want good carbs free of preservatives and artificial colors and flavors, then you'll want to get a subscription right away. And now you can fully customize your Wild Grain box so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com epic to start your subscription. You heard me, free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com epic. That's wildgrain.com slash E-P-I-C. Or you can use promo code EPIC at checkout. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. I slide down the crater rim into a waist-high drift of dust. 
<clears throat> Lightning flashes casting shadows from the direction of the scrubjack vehicle. I prowl through the tide of rubble. Ahead of me in the central crash area, shattered hulls rise two or three stories high. My head's pounding and my temperature's high. 2233. At least my hand is steady on Bonavin's sidearm. The arc pistol won't penetrate a Centauro battlesuit. Good thing we're not going to see any. Yeah, we hope. In and out like a snake's tongue, then. The gun's just for peace of mind. Yeah, for dropping a few tons of rubble on Zizekine. If the opportunity arises. Mm, that would barely slow them down. Remember, Sinchoros shrug off high-energy attacks. Don't worry. If we see one, I won't blow anything harder than a kiss. I slink past a row of porthole-like hatches, half-concealed by rubble. The black cavities remind me of empty eye sockets. Detecting an active security node. Zhuzhikin is monitoring. They're watching us through ship systems? No, I'm degrading the signals. You can't infiltrate the sensors yourself? Not without risking detection. Pack shit. We could use a break right Hostiles about- Hostiles approaching. Take cover through a porthole. I squeeze into a crawl space. The dust is so thick that it's almost fluid and the ground is littered with fabric enclosing brittle cables or, or... Human bones. Or human bones. I sense Ven suppressing my distress as I crawl across them. One Shijikin, five meters away, 4.5. Four. Give me a solution, Ven. Remain undetected. Two meters. A boot steps into view outside the crawl space where I'm hiding. It's beautiful. What is? How the dust billows. Shijikin is scanning in our direction. My arc pistol is steady in my hands, and my pulse is steady in vents. I'm as ready as I can be. No, no sign of him. him. Continue, Continue the sweep. The Shijikin are moving away. How'd they miss us? The particulate matter surrounding us is comprised of metallic nanoparticles with embedded power sources and... Their battlesuits can't scan through the dust. Exactly. Given an extreme density of nano... Move! <laughs> I grab a handhold and hoist myself upward into a vertical shaft. I scramble through the crashed ship's nutrition system, past mealworm substrate and flavored tubes, until the shaft ends at a serrated hole where the ship had snapped open. I'm topside again, crouching in the dawn, until Ven sends me sprinting across the surface. Go! Yeah. I slide down an incline and stumble into a supply unit packed with bales of hard fabric. I duck behind one and draw the pistol. What are we running from? False alarm. My connection with the vestigial ship sensors is shaky. My mistake. Fuck, Ven. Well, better safe. We're 40 meters in the medical capsule. I'm tracking one Zhizhikin unit. Looking good so far. Like the engineer said when she fell off the antenna tower. What? Oh, it's... Uh, it's a joke. <laughs> Every time she passes a transponder, that's what she said. Like, so far, so good. And until I, I suppose she eventually hit the ground. Are you sure you're human? <laughs> Shut up. She directs me into a passageway that ends abruptly when the floor buckles to the ceiling. Well... This is an unfortunate eventuality. Don't start talking like a robot just because you're crap at telling jokes. Your comment is not complete. <laughs> ah. 
<sighs> we backtrack and climb outside. I crouch behind an assembler. My condition dips briefly to 2133. Mm, I'm pushing you too hard. Do whatever's necessary. Well, short of causing me even the slightest discomfort. I think your jokes might be worse than mine. Shujikin is directly on the other side of this assembler. Advance two steps. Stop. Turn right. Stop. Duck. We're playing hide-and-seek with a battlesuit. Another Shujikin unit detected. Behind you. Go. Hostile located. Acquisition lock. Share target data. Debris jabs my shoulder. I run, weaving in and out through the crash site debris. I'm blind and deaf, stunned by an explosion that hit too close to home. I'm suddenly sprinting through a white blur, but Ben took a snapshot of our surroundings and now guides me by memory. Left. Right. Keep going. Duck. Now. Forward. Except shit keeps exploding around us. The ground heaves and shrapnel slices my ribs. I'm running full tilt when my vision returns and Ben sends me scrambling up a ramp. Move it! <sighs> Teetering scrapyard passageways blur around me. I race past ruptured drone casings and... Drone casings. A solution sparks in my mind for once, then catches fire and vents. <laughs> I knock down a stack of detached troop benches. You think you tracked a man to the crash site? You unraveling fucks! You followed Warwear into an ambush! You got my solution, Ven? Tapping into Marigold's operational matrix now. On your mark. <laughs> I flattened into a recessed niche. You're scared of air filters? Ha! Wait till you see what I'm assembling! Ven lights up the drone casings across the crash site. Dozens of inoperative modules pulse with diverted energy. They're not a threat. But if you're afraid that genocidal warware will suddenly spring to life, you might think otherwise. What is that? The Gigi King whirls to a halt five meters away from my hiding place. She turns toward me, then hesitates. The Gigi King can't let those drones finish assembling or transmitting or whatever they think my warware does. They need to shut that down before taking me out. Sure enough, Van tracks Gigi King, all three of them, racing across the site toward the drone casings. Ah, shit. They know about you now. No. They merely assume that you're operating a covert short-range transmission platform. Instead of the truth, a covert short-range transmission platform is operating me. Exactly. Okay, the medical capsule's close. Let's go while they demolish the drones. You know what sucks? That we're not as dangerous as air purifiers? <laughs> we really are the shittiest warware. It's a threat. Neutralize. <laughs> Just ahead. That's the clearing with the medical capsule. You found it. Must have tumbled beneath that stasis hull. No. The medical capsule's part of the stasis hull. It's a reparative stasis chamber. What does that mean? I'm not certain. Just proceed. As I trot toward the capsule airlock, Ven simmers in my mind, trying to contact the local ship tech, the medical records or database incidents. I vault onto the capsule sill end. Wait. What? What What now? <sighs> I'm having trouble establishing a link. You said all you need is proximity. Yeah, a failback conduit was damaged on impact. Okay, once we fix that, the data will flow. Inside the airlock, quickly. 
The medical capsule entryway is smaller than I remember, and now blanketed with dust. Then increases my oxygen uptake as I enter. Proceed. I slip into the treatment area. Dingy walls, blank monitors, the trauma unit droops over a surgical table, and the sight fills me with emotions I don't understand. I'm sorry, Lucan. I'm numbing your brain's response to emotional stimuli. This is, this is just not the time to be distracted. I don't give a shit, Van. What now? Remove that floor panel. I, I can't. I don't have the right tools. Oh, shit. We're so close to now this. Just go outside. There's an external access panel. Where is she again? I don't know. I jumped down from the airlock. Okay, here's a wild idea. Why don't you look? I can't monitor them and link the capsule at the same time, and this is the priority. We're now blind in the crash site. Just turn right. Okay, alongside the wall. There. She focuses my attention to a panel in a recessed niche. I'm hoping for a cable that needs jiggling, but the failback conduit is way too complex for me to understand. So Ven spends 20 seconds moving my fingers around while pinging the machine with microtransmissions trying to break into the capsule's database and exhume our medical records. I'm in! We're in! You find any records? I'm detecting synchrosymmetric geometries within a projective- Dumb it down a little. It's like an umbilical cord, Lucan. Elements of my mother self, like a wave packet conduit. Are you trying to locate your host or connect with her? If we connect, finding her is simple. Grant me permission. Well, what are you talking about granting you permission? To seize the full processing power of your brain. She's asking to control my entire mind, to transform me into an object for her use. Caution. Do not allow. Flashes across my brain. Ha! Fuck you, automated message. I gave myself to Ven a long time ago. Yes, Ven. I surrender. Absolutely. And I shrink into a single point in an immense void. Miracle Breach really is one of those stories that hits the ground running and never slows down. And the final episode is coming up faster than you think. You are going to love it. I just know it. I'll see you next time for episode eight and the end of Lucan and Ven's story. For now, anyway. Until then. You're listening to Marigold Breach, starring Jamila Jamil and Manny Jacinto. Marigold Breach is a Realm original production. Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. 
the team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Marigold Breach is a Realm original production created and written by Joel Dane. Produced by Diana M. Foe, Fred Greenhalgh, and Haley Wagreich. Directed by Fred Greenhalgh. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Marcy Wiseman. Executive producers Jamila Jamil and Manny Jacinto. Starring Jamila Jamil as Ven, Manny Jacinto as Lucan, Sarah Fazal as Hester, Stephanie She as Tribune Munka, Amin El-Gamal as Sadia, Tiana Camacho as Izzy, Malik Berger as Alishiva, Rupert Degas as Documentarian, Soldier, and Scrubjacks, Nikki Endress as Odile and Gigi Keen, and Mary Westbrook as Commander Bonavent. Additional voices by the cast. Directed by Fred Greenhalgh. Audio editing, sound design, and mixing by Rory O'Shea. Original score and composition by Arun Groman. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Asadolahi. Find more shows like Marigold Breach by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm. Epic is produced by Mary Asadolahi and Haley Wagreich. Associate produced by Nicole Kreuter and Alexis Latshaw. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Marcy Wiseman. Hosted by Faith McQuinn. Audio editing and original theme by Sam Bagala. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Find more shows like Epic by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm.